Welcome to Scary Mysteries, brought to you by Nudon Films. Every Monday, we'll tell you about topics that range from serial killers and UFOs to unexplained mysteries, ghosts, and everything in between. If it's scary and it's mysterious, then we've got you covered. And check us out on YouTube as well if you want to watch each episode. Thanks for tuning in. Five most violent and dangerous prisons in the world. Prisons are made to keep criminals away from the rest of society. Its goal is to reform and rehabilitate its inmates and make them ready for reintegration into society. But if you put too many people with the same dangerous mindset into one place, you often end up creating an environment that's conducive to extreme violence. The next five prisons have gained notoriety not just because of its inmates, but because of the amount of brutality the prison population has exhibited. These are the five most violent and dangerous prisons in the world. Number five, Rikers Island. Rikers Island was once owned by the Riken family a Dutch clan that purchased the land and settled into it when they first immigrated to the shores of what was then known as New Amsterdam. The name was anglicized to Rikers and the island ended up in the hands of Richard Riker. Those familiar with 12 Years a Slave will know that the island and Riker himself was known for kidnapping free black men and women and sending them to the cell to become slaves without trial. This tainted history has been brought up several times even resulting in a petition to change the island's name. Today, the island is technically a correctional facility. It sits between the Bronx and Queens in New York City, housing local offenders awaiting trial because they haven't posted bail. It also holds those awaiting transfers to other jails or those with less than one-year sentences. To date, Rikers Island includes 10 correctional facilities that can accommodate up to 15,000 prisoners. Over time, Rikers has gained notoriety for the amount of violence occurring inside. The inmate assaults on staff along with the brutality the guards dole out on prisoners are two major problems that Rikers deals with daily. In 2009, the New York Times brought attention to the pattern of violence encouraged by the officers on inmates. In addition, it's been uncovered that solitary confinement is also heavily employed for both regular inmates and those who are in juvenile detention. Adolescents between 16 and 18 years of age have all spent at least one portion of their stay in solitary confinement, which has serious repercussions to mental health. One of the most recent controversies involves six correction officers brutally beating a mentally ill inmate named Robert Hinton. It was 2012 and Hinton protested being moved to another cell by simply sitting down, and as a result he was hogtied then carried to a solitary confinement cell before being beat up by the officers. He was left with a broken nose, fractured back, and severely swollen face. Since then, the same officers have continued to work at Rikers and have participated in other beatings without serious reprimand. Today, Rikers still sits as a controversial and violent prison right in the middle of one of America's wealthiest cities. Number 4. Bangkok Prison Home to Thailand's death row prisoners, Bangkok Prison has notoriously gained its reputation for being one of the harshest in the country. Aside from death row prisoners, 
It's also a place that houses those serving more than a 20-year sentence, as well as the most foreigners in the country. Bangkok was first envisioned by King Rama V and was built from 1927 to 1931. Today, the prison is not just known for housing the most severe offenders in the Thai regime, but also because of the harsh conditions the prisoners have to suffer through. Up until 2013, every inmate that stayed there was required to wear iron shackles on their legs for the first three months. This caused minimal mobility while also dealing a severe psychological blow. While the iron shackles are removable, death row inmates have their leg irons permanently welded on. For most of their time, prisoners are cramped in small cells and forced to deal with disease, rat infestations, and the smell of open sewage. Another unique and controversial aspect is that prisoners also have to pay for their own food. A system is in place where poor prisoners have to work for the wealthier ones in order to survive. The prison itself only serves one bowl of rice inside vegetable soup per day. The rest of the food has to be purchased, and there are several horror stories as to what the poor inmates had to do in order to earn money just to get something to eat. While violence among inmates isn't what Bangkok is known for, it is instead dubbed as the Big Tiger by the local Thais because of its capacity to prowl and eat a person inside out. As mentioned, Bangkok holds the most foreigners, imprisoned usually for drug trafficking or selling. One example is South African Alexander Krebs, who was imprisoned there when he was 34. He was initially sentenced to serve 100 years and has gained a reputation for being the longest-serving foreigner. It wasn't until the Thai king issued Krebs and other prisoners an amnesty that he became eligible for early release. A prisoner's fate, especially for those serving long sentences, are often dictated by these special amnesties handed by the king during birthdays and other special occasions. In other words, they will keep you or release you simply if they feel like doing so. Today, Bangkok is still fully operational. Since 2009, the prison holds more than 4,163 prisoners, 743 of which are on death row. Number 3. La Sabanita Prison Like many prisons all over the world, Venezuela's La Sabanita Prison is dangerously overcrowded. Created to house only 700 prisoners, it is now home to more than 3,700 inmates. There's also an estimated 193 children living inside whose family members or parents are incarcerated. Because of the lack of space, inmates have to hang hammocks just to make room for sleeping. On the floors, they lay elbow to elbow. Baths are taken using buckets of water. And when they need to relieve themselves, they do so in a plastic bag and then throw it through their barred window. Good and clean facilities are completely non-existent inside this prison. However, worse than the deplorable conditions is the amount of violence that occurs regularly. Murder, fires, rape, and even beheadings are part of life on the inside. It's a jail where every single prisoner carries a knife to protect themselves. Prison riots in La Sabanita often involve rival gangs trying to gain control of the prison. One of the most violent riots happened in 1994 when nearly 108 prisoners died in a gun battle. Another riot in 2013 was also considered to be among the most brutal to happen in years. Not only were there numerous casualties, but inmates were also tortured and dismembered 
and left on the jail room floors. The riot in 2013 led to police raiding La Sabanita. Prisoners were evacuated so they could thoroughly search inside, ensuring no weapons remained. They found numerous guns, knives, and also plastic explosives, as well as pedigree dogs, pigs, cows, turkeys, macaws, caimans, and even the endangered ocelot. La Sabanita is still in operation. Despite the onslaught of violence, little is done to help correct this clearly broken down system. Number 2. Tadmore Military Prison Known to the Western world as Palmyra, the place is often admired for the various Greco-Roman ruins found all across its grounds. However, for Syrians, Palmyra's Arabic name Tadmore conjures images of horror, fear, and death. Tadmore Military Prison was originally created from a French mandate as a military barracks in the 1930s. The prison was constructed in a circular style so the guards could keep constant watch over the prisoners within. It consists of seven courtyards along with 39 smaller cells, 40 to 50 dormitories, and 19 underground disciplinary cells where inmates would be tortured and put in solitary confinement. A solitary window covered in barbed wire would be found in the ceiling so the guards could check on the prisoners at all times. The prisoners, in turn, were not allowed to look at the guards or make eye contact with one another. The reason why Tadmore has become so notorious was because of the atrocities that happened inside the prison during the Assad regime. In the late 70s and 80s, thousands of political and civilian Syrians were arrested and dumped in the prison. From the moment they arrived, prisoners were greeted by a reception party, where they were immediately tortured with a series of beatings and whippings. Their clothes got searched and removed, and then each person was mercilessly beaten and flogged 200 to 400 times while forced to stand on their feet. Those who survived would continue to live through various daily rituals of punishment from the guards. Sometimes they would do it for no other reason than to entertain themselves. They would randomly select prisoners for the beatings, which kept everybody in a constant state of fear. A day after the failed assassination attempt of President Havez al-Assad, his brother Rifat, who was the head of the parliamentary defense companies, retaliated by bringing 60 Syrian soldiers in by helicopter and delivering them to the gates of Tadmor prison. The assassination was linked to the Muslim Brotherhood, and the majority of prisoners inside were either sympathizers or suspected members of the group. On the morning of June 27, 1980, at around 6.30, the soldiers were divided into groups while in the prison and told to simply kill everyone in sight. They went from cell to cell killing prisoners with machine guns, and by the end of it all, an estimated 500 to 1,000 people were killed and dumped into mass graves. By 2001, Tadmore Prison was closed, but later reopened in 2011. By 2015, the prison complex was captured by the Islamic State of Iraq, they took over the prison, took pictures and video of the interiors to show the world what it looked like from inside. Up until then, there were no images of what the inside of Tadmore looked like, except for the accounts of the survivors. After that, they destroyed the complex so no more of their fallen brothers would have to die while inside. Number 1. Karandaru Prison Known in Brazil as Casa de Detenção, Carandaru Prison was located in Sao Paulo. 
Built in 1920, it was once praised as a model prison that was revolutionary, but over time its reputation would deteriorate drastically. At its peak, it housed over 8,000 inmates, and the prison conditions were deemed some of the worst in the world. For the 8,000 people inside, there were 1,000 guards making sure the prison was secure. Eventually, parts of the jail fell into gang control, and most of the guards and medical staff were hesitant to enter because of what might happen. As a result, the death toll of prisoners from disease and infection were quite high. On top of that, starvation as well as malnutrition was rampant. Experts believed that the gangs would control the food and sell it to other inmates. Those who didn't have money to pay would simply starve to death. Because of the horrid conditions, an AIDS epidemic soon broke out. Drauzio Varela, a Brazilian physician, had worked as a volunteer at the prison for 12 years, treating patients during this time. He wrote a book about his experiences, chronicling the disgusting and inhumane conditions the prisoners had to deal with. His book went on to become a bestseller and was later turned into a critically acclaimed film. In 1992, the bloodiest massacre in Brazilian penitentiary history happened here. During a prison riot, an armed group of 68 military police officers entered the prison and killed 111 prisoners. When the initial revolt occurred, little effort was done by the prison guards to negotiate with the inmates and instead allowed the events to escalate. Survivors of the massacre claimed the police kept shooting down prisoners, even those who clearly surrendered or were running back to their cells. The uproar from the incident caused the Brazilian government to bring to trial the commanding officer of the operation, along with 53 police officers that participated. The commanding officer, Colonel Uberitan Guimarães, was initially sentenced to 632 years, but it was later overturned because the case went into a mistrial. Not long after that, he was assassinated. The rest of the officers were also brought to trial and charged, where they received a variety of sentences ranging from 48 to 624 years. However, in 2016, the Brazilian court declared the Carandaru massacre as null, dealing a blow to the families of the inmates and setting the Brazilian justice system back. Those were the five most violent and dangerous prisons in the world. Whether you believe these prisoners are getting what they deserve, or feel that there needs to be more done to protect inmates, there's no denying these places are horrible, violent, and extremely dangerous. Thanks for listening, and remember to subscribe and check out Scary Mysteries on YouTube as well for additional videos. I'll see you next week.